This episode is brought to you by Blueprint Renovate Program, the program designed to create space in your firm to cultivate mindset change through what you do every day. Visit blueprinthq.com.au slash contact to start the conversation. So here's the question. In an industry where the rules were written over a century ago and the world of business that we work in keeps changing, how do accountants like us grow our business and its people to their full potentials, stay agile and keep ahead of the game? How do we build scalable businesses, create working cultures no one wants to leave, win new clients, stop trading hours for dollars and establish ourselves as the client's central advisors? That's the question and this show explores the answers. Welcome to the In Demand Accountant. I'm your host, Sam Dean, and I'm on a mission to transform and modernize the accounting industry and help ambitious accountants like yourselves double your revenues, work less hours, and enjoy life even more. Stay tuned and enjoy some brave conversations. Hello, and welcome, everybody, to the In Demand Accountant with Sam Dean. I'm Sam Dean, as you probably all know by now. I really hope that you enjoyed last week's episode on the five false beliefs that block us from change. You know, these, as I said previously, are some that really, you know, once I started working through them myself has helped me develop the change. And today we're going to start in overcoming some of these false beliefs in going a little bit internal and understanding what, first of all, is right with us and then internally what's actually blocking us and understanding how some of these entrenched industry beliefs that we worked through last week are blocking us individually. And this one will be the first in a series on what's right with us and introducing ourselves to becoming that in-demand accountant. We're going to be looking at and tweaking some of our everyday mindsets and habits that have got us to the level of success that where we are and then start shifting them towards what is your personal version of what it means to you to become an in-demand accountant. Now, today, I'm going to really be drilling down on our relationship with time, and I thank you guys for spending the time with us. And we're really going to look at our mindsets around that. And the particular mindset we're going to look at is the big one, and that's our hours for dollar mindset and how to shift this across to a more, you know, how do we spend our time to leverage success and that working harder and longer does not necessarily equally success and how we can actually undo some of those things. Now, I believe that our hours for dollars mindset is the biggest block that we have and if we can, and it actually helps us get through some of that other ones. Our relationship with time is such an interesting one. You know, obviously one of the key things that we use in our daily lives is timesheets and that, of course, we are still either fundamentally charging by the hour or we are using that mindset, if you like, to charge our clients even if we are on fixed fee arrangements or value pricing in inverted commas or whatever that is. And I certainly still struggle with that. And it's such an interesting thing, our relationship with time, and why I'm starting here with time too, is time is actually our most precious resource. And it's one thing that we can't replace. We have an infamount time. We actually aren't really sure what that is because, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future. But 
all our other resources, such as money, money can be made and lost and you can make more of it. And, you know, we actually link time to money in our mindset and all our other resources can be bought in from other things. But we ourselves personally only have a certain amount of time and it's how we spend our time on our day, in our days and in our daily habits that actually does leverage our feelings of success and our happiness and everything and how we actually approach it. So this is a really important one. And I want to just, you know, work through a couple of things here and also what's right with us and how we actually work with time. I know that we get hammered so much around time and our charging for dollars and everything like that. But let's sort of start undoing some of that things and and look at how we actually look for it. So just looping back there, the mindset and the belief that we're going to really work on today is on hours for dollar and the harder that we work, the more successful we are. And then shifting that across a little bit to, you know, actually that taking time creates more time and that leveraging our time is so important and then actually working smarter with our time can be so much more powerful. So in this next five to six episodes, every time I'm going to introduce these concepts, I'm actually going to work through what's actually right with us on this because, you know, we are, as I said previously, you know, hammered on this a little bit as an industry and we do have an interesting relationship to it, but there's a lot of things that are right with our attitude towards time. So I want to work through a couple of those first. First of all, the way we look at time it actually, and our attitude towards it and actually tracking our time, it gives us a really good example that our time is important and valuable, that we have actually been developed the skill to be able to track our most important resource, which is time, one which many business owners or people in different careers don't fully understand. So this is really what's right with us here. So we need to take that and actually look at that. We actually have developed the systems and feedback loops to track and report and keep accountable to time. It's just a very interesting way that we actually use it. And I'm going to drill down on that a little later on and about our our timesheets and what we actually think of it. Because, I mean, I've had a long and rather tumultuous relationship with timesheets over my years. But by tweaking them and really having a relook at them, they are one of the most super powerful tools. It's just on, you know, what we actually use them for. So let's think about this for a minute. You know, we get, as I said, we do have an interesting aspect on life and we're not the only professional services industry and most people do look at it, have a little slight hours for dollars mindset, you know, when when they approach their time. But, you know, we take it to a whole different level and we need to start undoing this and really re-looking at our time. But we also need to then really understand what is right with us for our attitude. So let me reiterate that is that it has given us a good understanding of our time and we have developed great systems to provide feedback loops, track and report and keep accountable to time. Now, the problems and the blocks we have is we really only value and use these loops and our knowledge of them on one type of time and that's the time we charge to our clients. So, that's a problem in itself in that it is really given at our attitude is that we look at our level of success in how much we actually put down as in inverted commas productive client time that we can actually charge you know taking that to the next level if you've sort of come along the continuum of what you're doing with that 
maybe you're just tracking time on how much it actually costs you to produce that product. And, you know, a lot of businesses and different industries use that as well. And that's super important. Costing of time is something that's, you know, very important because it is our our most valuable resource. And in accounting firms, it's our most costly resource as well. So that's, you know, the time that we're tracking, not just as accountants, but, you know, a lot of our business owners too. And, you know, if you do go and work in more business advisory, you get them to actually use some of the great skills that we've developed. So they have an understanding of how much something is actually costing them to get it to market. But it's also then, you know, what's the next stage in this? What are other styles of time that we're not tracking or creating feedback loops? And I want to give you a particular example because then we've got this other interesting attitude towards time and, you know, something, the other style of time that we do track. Um, so first of all, we track the client time, but the other time that we do is our CPD hours. So our professional development hours, we have to do that if we want to stay in whichever professional bodies that we're with, no matter if it's the CPA, IPA or, or chartered accountants. Yes, I still call myself a chartered accountant and or the tax institute or if you're a financial planner or your lawyer or anything, you know, we have to track these certified professional development hours as well. So, but it's what we then do with the information that we have when we do this. So I'm going to actually use CPD or going to conferences because, you know, when, as an example of how we might be able to use some of our unique skills to actually leverage our time better. So we kind of put our time in the timesheet and we never sit back and look at it and create some space in our days to look back and go, this is what I did. How can I leverage it even more? So I'm going to use going to a conference as an example of that. So when we go to a conference, we tend to whack eight hours or whatever that is down on a non-productive, whether it's, you know, going to a software conference, which are very popular at, at the moment. Well, obviously we're not, you know, physically going to them or a personal development or, you know, whether it be high technical skills as well. So how many times have you gone to a conference and you've considered that eight hours well spent? You might have met some people who might be able to help you later or you might be building either peer-to-peer relationships or you might have even met some potential clients perhaps. I mean, I know I've been to places and, you know, met potential clients, SMEs, owners and stuff, and that's been very worthwhile. You might have got some great ideas, either talking to peers or other people or vendors or actually listening to the conferences. You've taken lots of conference notes. Um, you've learned some stuff. You've learned some high technical stuff. Then what happens is we we whack the eight hours CPD on our timesheets, and if you're tracking it through any of the – you put your CPD hours down, t- box ticked, you've got eight hours towards your 120 or whatever that is. So then we go back and we go, oh, dear me. Um, I've actually in my notes written some another word, but you can imagine what that was. I need to make that time up. I need to charge some hours because obviously my productivity is down now. So we get in there and we – get into our emails and we spend a whole lot of time either catching up or doing what whatever we've done. So then we've kind of lost some of that value that we got out of it, the time that we spent there. Yes, we got our eight-hour CPD. That is a value, definitely, but it is ticking a, a measurement box. And we might not have then used the time after the conference to really follow up the people that we met to build the relationships, put your ideas down on and, you know, what am I going to use now and what am I going to take forward or even t- taught some of the stuff that you might have learned to your peers that you can then, you know, at least jam it into your head and, and actually keep it. 
and then measure and track the success. So in our timesheets and in the systems we have, if we actually valued this time as productive, non-chargeable, if you like, or something like that, and then kept people accountable or ourselves, this is all about us today, accountable to that, we would have actually then leveraged those eight hours. So no matter just the eight hours value that we got from a CPD point of view, but, you know, there might have been a few relationships that could have helped us later on. The learning has then been, you know, sort of because we taught somebody else it, follow up. I know a lot of firms do this in a little way, and I've certainly done this in firms that I've owned in the past, that if you've gone to a CPD, you have to then teach people what you actually learnt and how that. So for me, when every time I go to anything, no matter what, I always spend the next either the afternoon or sometimes, you know, in the old days I'm on a plane, writing down everything that I learnt, popping into um, either my calendar or we do use a CRM system, but you don't have to use that to actually then say, well, what is going to be my follow-up? So I can leverage off that time because early on in my career, I did exactly that. And I certainly am using my example of that. And then even if you leverage, we're doing a lot of online stuff at the moment and actually keeping yourself accountable and tracking either through timesheets or any of your calendar systems, you know, to follow up from that. I think too, we lose a lot of opportunities to develop networks from this as well because we've gone to the effort of jumping out of our comfort zone a little bit but then we don't do the next follow-up because we're not tracking it and then also that mindset of getting back from something that is non-chargeable and then jumping straight back into chargeable to make the time up um, so to speak where we're not leveraging the time that we've actually spent and the value of that um, from, from a growth perspective so that's the first one is that we don't track and value all types of different times and This is certainly, you know, from a personal point of view, internally, we have to start looking at this internally first. We actually have to start valuing it. So how can we put that into our everyday and look at that? So that's the first point that the first block that we've got. And as I said before, what's right with us is we have the ability to actually value our time and we have the ability to track it. It's just that we really are doing that to only one type of time. And that is the one that we can actually charge money for. And we, we limit our success to that. Whereas if we start leveraging off all types of time, we will grow and we will look at success is actually not just about how much dollars that we charge out or how much time we spend on something. It's then, you know, how much do I increase efficiencies, increase relationships and increase innovation? And you have to actually spend that time, you know, to make that time. And another time that's super important, and I did mention it, I think I have mentioned it before, is that we also need to spend time resting and recouping and thinking and contemplating that as well. And that should also be rewarded. But that's a little bit down the track yet. So again, we need to look at different types of time and how we actually need to value that. Probably even more, we need to shift it than the the dollars that we get down. So, you know, a little exercise that you can do is I'm sure that you're doing all sorts of webinars and stuff, you know, particularly at the moment, you're probably doing sort of broken down CPDs and stuff. The next time you do a CPD in the next month or anything like that, spend 10 or 15 minutes after it to say, well, what did I learn? Who can I teach it? Did I actually meet anybody on that webinar that I thought was interesting that perhaps I could follow up? And they're the relationships that you can build going forward. So the next one 
that we need to look at is actually the client time. So when we do pop down in our timesheets, and I'm going to use my normal rental property example here, is that because we do just put the hour or the half an hour or something that we spent on something, we don't spend the time then to look back and go, well, I might have spent half an hour time with that client, but last month or the year last year, I had a client that I did some similar work for. It took me longer, but I actually charged them a thousand dollars as opposed to maybe half an hour, which might be what, you know, 150 or 250, whatever your charge out rates are. So we need to start looking at our entries in our timesheets when it comes to clients and start maybe thinking rather than I spent an hour, so I'm going to charge an hour. I actually produced this for the client. So I gave them some rental property advice on selling a rental property or something. And I actually used something from previously. And I used something that I learned previously either on a client and actually going, okay, what should I actually charge for that rather than the hours? So that's going to also leverage your time because you're getting more value out of that half hour spent. But you're also then going, okay, well, I have spent hours on that previously. I've spent time on that previously and two or three clients I've done that work for have actually paid for it in a way. So we actually start this shift from it's not just the time I'm spending on that, but it's the value that I'm bringing and the stuff that I've learned before. So it's kind of linked to the previous one. That's a proactive link, whereas this is a reactive leverage, if you like, of our time. Now, we have to stop and make the time to make those calls. So that leads us into the third one, which is our relationship with timesheets. Now, this is definitely something we need to think about. You know, we're very much got a very tumult. And as I said earlier, I have a very tumultuous relationship with timesheets. I've done it all. I've been anal with keeping them. And, you know, I have not kept them and then done that monthly dash. Unfortunately, you know, when I was a partner at a really big firm, we all did that really bad leadership style, by the way. So I've done that. I've, you know, worked in a firm where I was probably one or two ranks up from the job that I was doing. So I was able to pad my timesheet out, if you like. So I've pretty much had every type of relationship that you've had with timesheets. But as with a lot of things in life, things that we have bad relationships with, if we start rethinking about what the initial purpose of a timesheet is and what the real purpose of a timesheet is and how we might be able to re-look at this in our everyday and in our everyday habits, we can change our relationship with them and actually get a lot more value where we can leverage off them. So what's right with us around timesheets is that we do track our time, but we only use them as a charging piece and as a hammer sometimes or as a whip rather than a carrot. And so what I mean by that is that you know, you haven't done your timesheet, you know, you don't get, honestly, when I started, if we didn't do our timesheet every day, we didn't get paid. Can't do that anymore, unfortunately, sometimes, I think. But, you know, the timesheets were directly linked to our pay slips. And then, you know, later on when that came before, you know, the quite, quite rightly, some of the HR rules, you know, if you didn't do your timesheet, you literally didn't get paid. And, you know, that still was in the 2000s that that was happening. And, in some way, the mindset around that I do agree with, but not for the reasons that we were doing it. We spend a huge amount of time playing with timesheets. So imagine if we, instead of playing with them or ringing them or spending time, oh, crap, what did I actually do? If we actually use them for their intentions, there's a lot of really great technology now, the electronic timesheets and stuff. But let's just think for a moment, don't worry about technology solving this. Let's 
look at our mindset towards timesheets. So if we could start valuing the user of them as an accountability and success tracker, not just as a charging mechanism, this might help. At the end of the day, the timesheets, second to our client bases, have the most beautiful amount of data in there. Now, some of the, because we don't value them, some of the data in there is not great. A lot of our staff really do track their time quite well and put a lot of great information. Now, at the moment, the great information that we may be using is the billing. So, okay, well, a lot of it's used as a justification. As part of our premium programs, you know, that we work with, actually, when we actually get into firms, we do reviews of WIPs and stuff and timesheets to see what sort of information is in there. And quite often, we'll see quite big sagas, you know, written in them because they're trying to justify their time as opposed to, well, what did I actually do and what was the value of it? What did I struggle with? You know, that sort of stuff. So we're seeing that happening a lot. So imagine if that time was used for other purposes. Okay, well, what did I actually do with this client? What did I learn? You know, I spent some time here. So, you know, this is, as I said, a retweak of how we look at timesheets. They are super valuable and we do need to use them. In my consultancy practice, we don't use timesheets per se, but we use a project management tool. And every time we go to a client, we track how much time meetings are taken and stuff like that and what really worked and what didn't. So we can go back at the end of the week and have a look and say, this this is what we're learning from this. The traditional you know, XPM timesheets and MyOB still allows us to do this, but we never use it for that purpose. We never look back and go, what did I do really well this week? Because we are so busy, and particularly at the moment, we never spend that time. So we enter the week and we go, oh, crap, I'm in another one. I haven't got everything that I or you get, get to the end of the day. And you go, I haven't done what I wanted to do, but we don't spend the time looking back. Well, what did I do well and what was successful? And hopefully you value, you've captured some of that in your timesheets. So another thing that we can do is when you go to the event, go back to the example that I used in the first one of when you go to an event, don't just put eight hours of training in. Actually take 20 minutes or so, either captioned in your timesheet or the other time tool that we have, and we all have, is your calendar. Everyone has Outlook. And, you know, to say, okay, from that conference, I want to, I want to follow that person up and just put it in at eight o'clock or seven o'clock in the next week or the next week. Or, you know, just make some notes within the actual eight hours that you did. So you have and you've captured that just by writing it down like that actually leverages the time you spent because it puts it back in your head. Schedule some time to actually train your team on it. Or if you don't have a team, train the person next door, maybe train your dog of what you actually learnt. So really track that down. And I find if I look back and to be reflective with it, you actually find and look for what you actually did really well and what you actually learnt. The week actually or the day seems quite brighter rather than, you know, what was the last thing that happened, particularly at the moment where we're all working super big hours with JobKeeper and everything that else is going on. I think it's really important to do this. And the other thing going back to the timesheet, you know, when you put that advice down, it is a leverage that you can then think, well, maybe I should do that. And then you fee it straight away rather than waiting to the end of the month because you've got half an hour there. You can just you can actually just use that and fee it straight away and get it off to your client or even attach it to the advice that's there. So it's also a good building mechanism if we come back to that as well. So timesheets can, if we start really looking at and internally looking at um, what we can do with our timesheets, And rather than them being our enemy, which I know most of you do, and I have certainly, 
looked at it in my past as well. I know exactly where you're coming from on that. Start rethinking how you actually approach your timesheets and look at it as an information gatherer and information and that you're leveraging the time that you're spending every day, your valuable, valuable time. It is your most valuable resource and you're actually making and tracking it and actually, you know, feeling either good at it or and when you're putting it down, say, well, could I have done something a little bit better and making notes in it? So just those little tweaks helps you really leverage your time. So, you know, as you said, spending time well like that can make time. So your timesheet is really where you're at. So in summary from today's episode, the mindset that we're really trying to shift here and really starting to look at that is our hours for dollar and the harder that we work. We want to start shifting that to that our time is our most precious. And if we spend time, we can create time. And that Success comes from working smarter, not harder, and actually valuing all aspects of our time, not just the time that we spend on our dollars, you know, charging for our clients, the time we spend learning, the time we spend developing a relationship, the time we spend resting, that sort of time is just as valuable, if not more, long term. So also, you know, using your hours for dollars and only your client is always going to limit you to um, a certain amount of monetary success if that's what you're going to. But using the other attitude has been, you know, time and time again will help you leverage it. So again, what's right with us because of the habits that have been entrenched to, into us, we have some really good skills around the ability to actually say our time is value important that we have developed the skills to actually be able to track this most important resource, the feedback loops and the accountability loops that actually help us scale it. So this is super important. It's just how we look at it sometimes that needs to be, is the blocks that need to be tweaked. So we need to be tracking our different types of time and actually using that time to leverage those, you know, going back to the conference example, When we're working with clients, the time that we're spending there, stop thinking of it as the half hour I spent, but what was the product that I spent on it? And then looking and re-looking at our timesheets and what a valuable resource and tool that actually is and tweaking it, not just as a tool to reactively adjust something, but proactively using it to really leverage our time going forward. It's so valuable. So just leaving you with that. What we're going to try to develop over the next five or six weeks is really how you're feeling about your time and how you're spending your time and how you want to look at that in the next 12 months. And next week, we're going to really drill down on how you can actually start thinking about that and planning that. So if I shared something that seems really true and hooks into your day and you would like to feel more control of your time and start thinking about that and have more control over your time and ultimately your career or your business, I would love to have you join us on a program that we've developed called What's Right With You, the introduction to the in-demand accountant, and it's a six-week program. So if you'd like to pop in and see some information on that, go to you as an acronym, because of course we are accountants. So that's a double C-O-U-T-A-N-S wrwu.com and have a quick look at that and see how much information. We'd love to see you on that course. I'm super, super excited about it. I think that it's 
something that we haven't seen in the industry before. It really looks at our daily habits and starts us undoing some of this stuff in our everyday and increasing our everyday efficiencies and particularly um, this aspect of how we look at time and how we might be able to leverage it. So as always, please continue the conversation and be brave. Thank you and thank you for your time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. To check out more information on all things Sandine and Blueprint, go to the website blueprinthq.com.au and remember, continue the conversation and be brave. See you next time.